This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Carl Ulrich. I'm Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. On today's show, I'm speaking with seven semifinalist teams, all competing in our Penn Wharton Entrepreneurship Startup Challenge, coming up on May 1st. I'm lucky to be joined now in our virtual studio by Samea Sinha and Echo Wan, who are co-founders of Positive. Samea and Echo, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. All right. Let's start with you, Samea. Give us the elevator pitch for Positive. And by the way, I guess I probably, I should have spelled because you've got a little pun in your name. So it's P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E, P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E. Okay. Samea, give us the elevator pitch for Positive. Uh, Sure thing. Positive is a pet wellness community in an app, and we grow this community by starting out with motivating dog parents to go on walks with each other. So we match one-on-one with dog owners with buddies uh, so that they have that person to go out with when it's cold outside or rainy. Uh, And then we uh, slowly, gradually build a community. So we have group chats for dog meetups and dog parties, and this would include about five or six dog owners that can talk together and, you know, really get to know each other. And Through this, we slowly uh, create an authentic, inclusive community that also includes our partner brands. So uh, partner vet vet options, partner food brands, pet food brands, pet toys, um, to infuse this community with a whole other element. And so as we learn more about dogs and their dog owners, we can make better recommendations towards pet brands as well. Great. All right. Uh, Echo, tell me where this idea came from and how you guys got working on it together. Yeah, so this started out as uh, one of Samaya's school project when before I joined IPD or joined this team. So uh, Samaya and her team, they first interviewed 25 dog parents to uh, figure out their pain points. And then they figured out that uh, probably they need uh, a Fitbit for dogs. And then they slowly um, developed this idea into um, prompting dog parents and dogs to join this community so keep they can keep healthy together. And that's actually what I needed at the point when I first got my dog. Uh, I was a first time dog owner and basically I needed this help from the community. And I love this idea, so I joined together. All right, got it. And I'm just gonna circle back and fill in one acronym. So. IPD is integrated product design, and so you're both in you're both master students in a in a professional design program at Penn. Um, Samia, so, so this this then echoes comments teed up in my mind a critical question, which is for whom are you building community, and and who needs the 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 Fitbit? So you said Fitbit for dogs, Echo, but is this primarily about as you call them dog parents, or primarily about the dog? It's primarily for dog health. So 56% of dogs, uh, American dogs are overweighted or obese. So we're trying to help the dogs to keep this healthy fitness schedule. But later on, we figure out, you know, it's all about the dogs that cannot go out and work out on on themselves. Uh (laughs) They will need to build this community between the dog parents. And it's also a dog social thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maya, where where are you guys? Have you started piloting the service yet or or not? 
Yeah. So we're still in app development phase and we're actually on our fourth sprint and final sprint. So we're in bug fix mode and we'll have the pilot ready to launch in the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're actually what? hoping to launch it with uh, PenVet students or Wharton students, anyone who's a student with a, a pet. Yeah. So, so man, I, I wonder, I was going to, we were going to get into this in a minute, but, but the, the coronavirus challenges on, on the one hand, I suppose the challenges for, for, for pet fitness are even more acute. Um, but on the other hand, there are the social distancing challenges. So how, how will, will, will your app work under these conditions? We believe it will. So actually just two weeks ago, we ran an, we ran an Instagram ad campaign with coronavirus friendly copies. So stay social about social, social distancing or uh, staying in, join the group chat. And we had a, a screenshot of our app. And actually, when we read those, ran those campaigns, we spent $65 on both campaigns for one week, and we gained 60 followers that week. So I think that was one data point for us that showed that this is really necessary at the moment. And actually, quarter one of 2020 was uh, the largest uh, amount of apps were downloaded and purchased, resulting in $23 billion worth of app purchases. Um, and uh, apps like House Party are doing really well right now social apps more now more than ever are really needed. And I think we can kind of uplift the dog community through these types of social, uh, you know, interactions and features in our app. Yeah. Well, Echo, let me go back to you. Um, uh, Samea used a term of art, you're in your last sprint, and that refers to an agile software development methodology in which you divide up the the chunks of the product and and, and do them in these finite uh, periods of time. But talk a little bit about you're both, you're two design students and you've got this idea for an app. Give our listeners some sense of how you actually get the tech built and what advice you'd give for people trying to build an app. I think um, from our background, um, I find it especially easier to work with developers because we, we ha already have all the designs there and there are some communication tools to reach out to the developers. So it helps them develop to the exact spec to uh, our expectation. But for people who wanted to build an app, I think it's more about the thinking and research behind it rather than the actual interface design. I mean, the user experience, uh, a large part of it is to understand your user before actually getting a build. And to the, the, uh, to the building aspect of it is more um, about how you manage the project and how you keep up with the different sprints. Uh, we use Trello as one of our tools to keep uh, the, this communication up with developers and they reach, to, reach out to us once they finish up all the goals we set uh, for them on Trello. And just as like, yeah. just keep, keep up with this good communication back and forth. And, and just another sense or two in that, you referred to them and developers. How, how have you uh, found that resource, that development resource? Is this your own, your own partners or, or, or some external resource you're using? So that was, um, I, we actually worked on um, basically hiring these people. We didn't have that mu much of a personal connection. So we sort of reached yeah. out seriously from LinkedIn or other uh, platforms. And then we interviewed a lot of people and compared the price because we were bootstrapping and we're still yeah. bootstrapping. So you're just, so you're just contracting 
for yeah. to an external resource to do this. But you're yes. in. I, I like what you said, which is the hard, not the hard part, but you save a lot of money if you have a very clear idea of what your app is actually supposed to do, including thinking through all the user experience aspects. I think a lot of people say, oh, I got this idea, you guys build it, and then they realize they have to do a ton of iteration because they haven't really thought through what the app has to do. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole, All right. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I think this whole idea is that you can never thoroughly think through. So we, we still are going to make changes throughout. Sure. The yeah. 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 Okay, Samaya, uh, you alluded to it, but, but let's hit it more head on. How, how, how do you make money at this business? Uh, so that's something we're still iterating on, uh, our financial model, and it, it'll our largest source of revenue is going to be our partner brands. Uh, through the e-commerce aspects of our app, we hope to uh, have a 30% margin on any partner uh, product or service that's purchased within our app um, in the long term. And then we also have a wellness subscription at $4.99 a month. Uh, we wanted to keep this price lower because we want pet wellness to be accessible to all types of dog owners and all dogs. Uh, so you'll see that in our financial projections, that's not a large revenue stream for us. Uh, and then finally, we have the app download unit price of $1.99. This is to cover the cost of any image uploads and data storage that we need. Uh, and you know, hopefully the subscription will also uh, cover those types of costs because if dog owners want to upload more images over time, uh, we'd have to consider making certain features paid. Um, so that's something we're debating back and forth between the design side and the business side. Great. Okay. And then lastly, Echo, is there is there a way our listeners can find you guys and keep track of what you're doing? Do you have a website or something? Yeah, yeah we, our website is uh, positiveapp.com. So P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E-A-P-P dot com. Great. And we have okay. an Instagram called Positive App, yeah. Okay, uh, Positive App is the Instagram account as well. Okay, yes. great. Okay, well, uh, Samea and Echo, good luck next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you so much. I'm Carl Ulrich, Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Wharton. Launchpad is produced by Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. You can find more episodes of this podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.